0: you're listening to the bride chilla podcast helping bride chillas and groom chillas plan their wedding minus the bullshit one podcast at a time with your host alicia mccormack Welcome, Bride Chillers and Grim chillers This is Bride Chiller. I'm Alicia. This is a Q&A episode. I sing it because I'm excited. We're doing a lot of Q&A lately because every time I do a Q&A, it gives you the chance to send more voice messages. And just when I think I've gotten through my Q&A, you send a bunch more and that makes me excited and slightly overwhelmed because I want to answer your questions, which is why today I've got my good friend Leah from ColourPop Events back on the show. How many times have you been on the show now, Leah?
1: Oh, wow. I don't know. A handful.
0: A handful. A handful of times. She's a good friend of mine. She's a, a friend in real life. We've been together physically. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we giggle. We've No, I mean in each other's presence. We're not lovers, but there'd be nothing wrong with that. We've both got husbands. Our husbands have been together physically, but also not like that. <laughs> We had some great chicken recently. Um, <laughs> oh dear, we're mates in real life. We've uh, we went to Alt Summit. She's like, I'm just moving on from that quickly. <laughs> this is what it's like hanging out with us. Oh, I love you. Uh, <laughs> I love you. Um, we went to Alt Summit, which is a great conference. It was in Palm Springs last March, and uh, we shared a house in the windiest place i've ever been yes we thought the roof was going to come off one night it was so windy and was, that's, that's like, not an exaggeration like no shit if we could have i, I don't even know if i but it was like I, don't know I like everything <laughs> that and then you be in your bit and i'm like jesus christ but it was in it just to paint the picture we will get to q and a but i just want to paint the picture palm springs lovely it's in the desert but then it's quite expensive and also during a conference like Alt summit Thousands of people go to Palm Springs and we found this, well, you found it, you're amazing, this really funky little house in a town, I don't know, five minutes up the road, so close. But it was near all of the wind farms and I still remember us going, the wind farms are here, that's interesting. Maybe it's just because of lots of space. And then we realised, no, it's because it's the windiest place on (laughs) earth. (laughs) Anyway, that was fun. We had a good time and we've met up. In New York and Boston, I, can't, I don't need to tell and where we met. Up. And, and London.
1: London,
0: we truly are international friends. We are um, Leah. You're a wedding planner. You are based in New York. I'm just telling your story. You could tell your story, Leah. Tell us about yourself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm a wedding planner based in New York. I Thank used you. to be. I used to be an attorney. Um, yeah, and I love answering questions. So I'm excited to share some advice with the Bridechilla family today.
0: Oh, I love this. I love it. Well, I've got my written questions because um, people. I ask people to do voice messages, but then I often get emails and then I get a bit lazy and I store up all my written questions <laughs> for people like you, Leah, because I get to read them out to you and share them with you, which is very exciting. Um, The first question, it's more of a statement, but I like it. Nat says, she's a long-time listener, first-time emailer. Hello, Nat. And I like that she started this and she said, G'day, Cobber. It's the most Australian way to say, G'day, Cobber. Have I ever said, G'day, What's Cobber? A cop- What's Cobber. a Cobber? Cobber's like, G'day, mate. G'day. Oh, okay. G'day, friend. Uh, she's in Melbourne. She stumbled across the podcast 18 months ago and she's managed to listen to almost 300 of the 400 episodes. Ooh,
1: she deserves Ooh. a medal for that. Wow. Fucking
0: hell. A big yeah. medal. I mean, Richard's like, that's a lot of you. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> you're right (laughs) she says in the last 11 years i have been to 22 weddings all over the world i think she gets a double medal for that that's a lot Wow, yeah that's a lot of weddings my partner and i've been together for 14 years and engaged for four uh for ages we just couldn't be bothered with the whole wedding thing because we're too busy going to everyone else's It's too right, too right. We aren't into public displays of affection. And after seeing the other people, what they did for their weddings, i.e. cookie cutter, white dress, long-winded, mushy ceremonies. Oh, gosh, she's very Australian. I love her. We knew we didn't want (laughs) any of that. This is good, Nat. We are doing things a bit back the front. We snuck off to get hitched in Vegas a few years ago and never told our families. They still do not know. It's our best kept secret ever. Oh, I like that.
1: I love that.
0: I wonder if Nat Nat still goes, he's my boyfriend, or you've got to go, oh, oh Oh, gosh. Um, She says, I guess I don't really have a big question, more as a comment. She says, thank you for making me so comfortable and confident in our decision to do things the way we have. We are both really strong, confident people, but when it comes to family and friends and uh, expectations, you can't help but start to second guess yourself and the choices you make. Now there's more to this, but I just want to jump in, Leah, because I think uh, you have, you have a book coming out next year, and it's all about the psychology of weddings, which excites me because it's like oh, just gets me going talking about people and all the shit that goes on with weddings. Mm-hmm. Nat makes a good point about feeling like you go into this situation and going, "I'm not going to listen to anyone else," and then you suddenly something snaps and it all becomes too much. Tell me about that. I
1: know i hate that the wedding planning process makes people question themselves and in so many ways they question their decisions sometimes they question their appearance they'll question their relationships and so one of the things that i talk about in the book is this idea of normal and i think mm. we take the term normal off the table, because everybody's different. Um, and I just want to, couples should know that they're not alone, that the things that they're experiencing in some way, shape or form, others have been through this as well. And so it's important to know what the wedding means to you and what is important to you what your priorities are how you want this to look at the end of the day so if you're not interested in a big party then by all means elope to vegas i actually um had some friends of mine in law school that secretly got married i was only one of the few people that knew that they got married and then i actually attended the fake wedding about nine months later (laughs) and kept my mouth shut because all the parents thought that that's when the wedding was actually happening but yeah Weddings should be about you. And if somebody's pressuring you or creating expectations, then it's, you need to just have some open and honest conversations with people about what's important to you. Um, and how that, and how others should kind of politely get on board with what. Your decision. I sort
0: are. of love that. I love the sneaky double wedding because I think that's a solve. Mm-hmm. Y- you know, I'm, I'm, I'm. You know, me. I'm all about saying just do what you want to do, but also, on un- the underlying message is, of course, there are so many other factors that go in to the planning and p- other people's feelings and thoughts do-, do correspond with those decisions. But if you can sneak away and do something yourself, just do it. It's fun. It's exciting. Yeah, yeah. Nice little trick and, and like a nice little secret. And especially with your little, the close friends, you go, yeah, he's my husband, but I'm not telling anyone. That was weird whispering. <laughs> so Nat goes on to say, um, my mother-in-law asked about our wedding cape. Nope. Cake, not cape. Wedding cape is cool. I like a wedding cape. Uh, she says, no, we're going to put it in the fucker bucket. She was so shocked. Uh, it's a complete understatement to say shocked. She was completely shocked. We are uh, the wedding dance. No, we're putting it in the fucker bucket bridal party seating plan uh bombonieri. do you call it bonbonieri That's a very no so what that,
1: is that is just
0: wedding favors that's a actually we oh. call it bonbonier in Australia, but I think it might be Greek or Italian it's the word it's the almonds that you used to put in a bag there's the sugared almonds oh, yeah so that's that's an Italian. It's Italian. Thing. There we go. Mm-hmm. Good. So that, yep. and for some reason, Aussies really picked that up as, a, as our words for favors. <laughs> uh, she said, my mum reminded me that years ago uh, when I didn't know the meaning of the word feminist, I said, I wanted my dad to walk me down the, I didn't want my dad to walk me down the aisle. Sorry, pops. I love you, but no, I don't feel that way anymore. Uh, we'll be knocking back the cocktails on arrival with everyone else. I think it's going to be, uh, long and what I expect to be a confronting process for the family getting this all organized but I've got a great planner on board so when I get the question about planning I'll be able to honestly say it is under control keep up the incredible work Alicia you're a bloody legend I just wanted to share that because I thought Nat is doing everything I you know the whole chiller vibe she's doing it and also I support her in getting a planner to also then just give a lot of you know the the decision-making she can have a great person to bounce off and have those that process. Yeah.
1: And throw, and throw us under the bus. <laughs> we're fine. If you need to tell your parents, our wedding planner said we didn't have to have a wedding cake. We're happy to be that person and to have the conversation with your mom. If she needs do you do, an explanation do you, as to why you don't have to have a wedding cake.
0: Do you do that often? Do you say I'll take the hit? I'll put my shield on. I'll be the terminator. Here we go.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It just makes it easier because we're, I mean, as a professional, you know, family and friends tend to uh, respect our opinions. And so it's a lot easier for somebody to accept something if it's coming from us than if like they feel like the couple's just
0: making nice. It up. Nice. I like that. Just see, get a planner. They'll also do all your dirty work for you. Uh, This is, I thought this was a good talking about people and feelings. Um, Lovely Emily says, Alicia, I need your advice. So my fiance's older brother got engaged this summer. So that would be her future brother-in-law. I have never had a great relationship with his fiance. She's made fun of my fiance in front of us both during a family vacation. We all took together. She's also referred to me as being spoiled and entitled to my face at my fiance's birthday dinner. Lately, we've gotten along a little better, but it's more like we've been civil with each other and have small talk at family events. My fiancé states that his brother has talked to her and asked her to be nicer to both myself and my fiancé. While working on my wedding website with my fiancé, he suggested that as an olive branch, I should ask her, uh uh-oh, you know where this is going, don't you?
1: Oh, I know where this is going.
0: I should ask her to be a bridesmaid. He's really pushing that I include her to make her feel like she's part of the family as well. It would even uh, it would even out the bridal party as he has five and I have four. But I am worried she won't get along with the group and it would make things far worse between us. Plus, I asked my bridal party to be bridesmaids like five months ago. <laughs> so I feel like it would be weird to ask her now. Help! Oh, I just felt where that was going.
1: Yep. Yeah. My response to that is a hard no. Um, don't let anybody guilt trip you into, into doing that. You will, she's Emily will 100% regret that decision if that happens. Um, yeah, I mean, I just, so people do it all the time. Just as an example, I get along great with my husband's sister and I did not have her as one of my bridesmaids. So, like people do it, people shouldn't feel obligated to do it. Um, if this person, I mean, I'm, I maybe I'm a little harsh in terms of how I approach friendships and relationships yeah. and stuff. But if this person has been insulting to your face and has been insulting to your, about her fiance, like there is no, you can you can play civil and like behave like grown ups. Clearly, I think the future sister in law is not yeah. behaving like a grown up in. Speaking that way. But yeah, you don't need to have her make her a bridesmaid just because you think that's going to extend an olive branch because honestly, most likely that situation is going to end up in a worse position than it currently is. And so making her a bridesmaid would probably make the relationship deteriorate oh, yeah. a little like bit like put her under either.
0: pressure it just would be oh it just made me shiver a little bit emily on behalf of you emily leah and i vote an absolute no and i'm saying you want to know each branch just go out to fucking dinner go to the movies do something she doesn't have to be a bridesmaid exactly. in your wedding mm-hmm. and cause you extra stuff so i think oh no ugh, hard no hard no yeah all right one more before the break alexa says I got engaged a few months ago and quite quickly became a huge fan of the podcast. Thank you, Alexa. Alexa, play Alicia's podcast. <laughs> Everybody's Alexas are gonna be going oh, great. up on the Alexa. Episode. Subscribe to the Bride Chiller Bye. podcast. Alexa, buy Leah's book. And Alexa, Alexa, buy the oh shit kit. (laughs) Yes, please do. (laughs) While we're at it, just buy all the things. Go to the Chiller Amazon page. It'd be really helpful. Alexa says, I love my fiance. Good. But we have two very different opinions. Oh, good. Another fiance problem of what our wedding should look like. Leah, this is totally your bag. I would be very happy with a small ceremony and a party with 30 of our closest friends. And he wants a huge party with 250 plus people. I've decided that I'd be okay with a larger wedding, but I'm also having trouble swallowing the expense. Do you have any suggestions on how to come to terms with spending the money?
1: Quite wow. That's a tough one. Yeah. Cause I have, yeah, I've got, I have a lot of couples actually come to me that say we have X number of dollars to spend as our maximum budget, but we would actually prefer mm. to stay under Um Because sometimes it is, it's a lot of money on a one-time thing and you want to make sure that you're spending it on something that you want and that makes you happy. And so I think um, one of the things that would be helpful for Alexa is to kind of figure out what's really important for her, what kind of components of of the day are going to be meaningful, and then talk with her partner about how to make sure the wedding reflects that. Um, It sounds like she's on board with having a larger wedding, but one of the things I was going to say to her is that if the desire to have something smaller is because she's not comfortable being the center of attention and maybe it creates anxiety and stress, then I think she's a 100% entitled to explain that to her partner and say, hey, one of the reasons why I wanted something smaller is because I'm going to be very uncomfortable being in front of that many people. So it it goes back to this idea just of open and honest communication and also figuring out what, what's important to you and yeah, what and, you and want your day before to look
0: like. i you know i say at the top of the survival guide i've got this sort of checklist and it's a really, like a three three step sort of process of saying you give that to your partner there's a page each you write what's your your sort of dream air quotes i know we don't sort of talk in that way but the, your imagine when you close your eyes what you imagine and then what your partner imagines there has to be middle ground you know there has to be compromise that's being fucking married compromising <laughs>
1: Right, exactly.
0: Welcome, welcome to a long-term relationship, but also compromise doesn't mean that someone has to be miserable and the other one's like, woo, I win." That's not compromise in my eyes. But there's got to be, you know, you're. I just feel I feel worried for Alexa because her idea is quite different to her partners, like like two hundred and twenty people.
1: Yeah. And also too, I mean, one of the things that I'll say, I was reading an article fairly recently that more couples Boy, are going bye. into debt and taking out loans to pay for their weddings. So I just want to say to Alexa that, you know, make sure if, if you are agreeable to having this larger wedding, you know, yeah. make sure that you have the money to spend on this and that you're not going into debt for it and that you're not spending money that maybe you would prefer to be spending elsewhere. Again, it's about talking with the partner and if there are family members who might be contributing financially, talking with them about, you know, what's realistic and what's best for your futures.
0: I could be, I'd be freaking rich. If I accepted some of the companies that come and pitch as sponsors for the show, you know, wedding credit cards, this sort of almost loan sharky style companies that are out there now. And there mm. are new ones every day. And I, it's just, it really sort of shocks me about the the way, and it's not, I mean, it's advertising, advertising, whatever, we're surrounded by advertising every second of the day. But the way that these companies really play on people's emotions um, to try and sort of say, you know, you, you it's the opposite of what I pitch every day about going, it's the best day of your life. You don't want to miss out on anything, get alone. And it's like, oh, fuck, this is an awful thing to be pushing on couples who might be feeling the pressure and then are like, you know, getting this 25% interest fucking loan that they then get to have to pay off for the next 50 years. Awful. Awful. Yeah.
1: And I think social media plays into that a ton in terms of creating this pressure and the idea of perfection and what a wedding should look like. And so, you know, there's nothing wrong with having an idea picture in your mind of what you want your wedding to be. But if you can't afford that, then just put it on the back burner. And you know, maybe in five years, you'll have saved enough money and you can do like an amazing anniversary party Mm -hmm. or vow renewal or something and, and do these things in the future. Like it doesn't have to happen on your wedding. If you can't afford it, you've got to be smart with your money.
0: I think a wedding, I always think about our wedding and think about the next party we're going to have with that group of people, maybe minus a couple of people. I don't know. I have you know, there are people that you go, I loved you at the time and I still love you, but we're not as close. So you might not come to my next party, but, um, You'll come, Leah. You you can replace. Her. Oh yes. But I think I about that vibe of the party and going. Yeah, I want to make sure we do this, <laughs> not more often as in as of a wedding, but also. Once you realise what a really good party is and what the bones of that w- was, and for us it was really good music, we had great food, and we just danced and danced, and we had this, the best DJ that we love. He's a friend of ours, and I'm like, I will get Andrew, and I, we will we will bring him somewhere, and we will have that party again. It really excites me, but for me, it was having this smaller group of people. That was what's important. You can always have another party. Plan for the next party. Mm-hmm. You can always have another party. I think that's a good moral on the of the t-shirt. story. Um, after the episode, mm-hmm. I have a question from Erin. And uh, it's about wedding day prep beforehand and managing stress, especially in the lead up to the final weeks as you're getting into the wedding zone. Erin is getting uh, hitched at the end of this month. So I think it's a really good time to get some proper advice from a wedding planner. Uh, there'll be more of Bride Chiller after this. There is a lot of talk about mismatched bridesmaids or maid chiller outfits and I got me thinking a little bit about groomsmen and how you can use generationtux.com to create a similar style, a similar vibe to mismatched bridesmaids but with suits. Hear me out not every gentleman is shaped the same way and not every gentleman suits the same style of suit so why put them in identical suits when you can simply go to generation tux and order color swatches so you can have all of the suits matching if that's what you desire but you can order different styles that may suit each member of the groom's party so they look and feel fabulous Generation Tux is all about convenience, especially if you have members of the groom's party all over the place. They can use Generation Tux e-tailor and home try-on system to get exactly the right fit. Generation Tux believe that looking good does not have to be complicated. Everyone's outfit will arrive 14 days before your wedding to ensure a super great fit. And you have three days to return your garments using their prepaid label. It could not get any easier than this. So forget about the musty old rental shops and instead use Generation Tux to find the ideal suit for all of your groom's party and groom chiller. Head to generationtux.com backslash bridechiller and be sure to use the promo code bridechiller for 10% off the entire groom's party. That is generationtux.com slash bridechiller. Use the promo code bridechiller for 10% off the entire groom's party chillers my voiceover booth at the moment smells like coconut and vanilla it smells like cake because my armpits smell like cake And that is because I'm using Native deodorant. And it's not a synthetic smell either. It smells really, really like coconut and vanilla. That's because Native uses ingredients you can understand. They don't use aluminium or aluminium, parabens or sulphates in any of their products. All of their stuff is made of real stuff. I'm talking about natural ingredients. And I have to say, I've been so impressed with the longevity of the scent, especially when I've been working out. I've been going for runs using the deodorant and uh, I still smell the coconut and vanilla, not the BO. And you don't just have to take my word for it, chillers. Native have over 8,000 five star reviews. Gee, I wish I had 8,000 five star reviews. Everyone get on it, please. <laughs> and have been featured on the Today Show, L Magazine, Pop Sugar, Refinery 29, and the Bride Chiller podcast. Their products come in multiple scents. It means if you don't feel like smelling like cake, I don't know why you wouldn't want to smell like cake. They have a bunch of other scents, including lavender and rose, cucumber and mint always reminds me a little bit of a lovely cocktail, and uh, eucalyptus and mint, which is another one of my favorites, reminds me of Australia, reminds me of home. For 20% off your first native purchase All you need to do is visit nativedeodorant.com and use the promo code BRIDECHILLER during checkout. That is 20% off your very first native deodorant purchase. All you need to do is visit nativedeodorant.com and use the promo code BRIDECHILLER. Gee, I could go a piece of cake right now. I'm often asked, and I am going to do it, I promise, to do a couple of special episodes that are just for the wedding day and maybe the lead up to weddings. I feel like it could be a bit of a meditation. I could speak quietly, do a bit of ASMR. Oh, you're good at that. Yeah. I Maybe that could be my next thing when they're like, I'm picking up a glass mouth noises. I yeah. saw the
1: most amazing ASMR on Instagram yesterday. It was a cat. Isn't it no, or It was a cat? a cat licking pumpkin out of a can. It was amazing. <laughs> it was fantastic.
0: Do you <laughs> find, we will get to Erin's question. I promised. Uh, I will promise. Do you find ASMR relaxing? It depends. Certain things.
1: Yes. I think everybody has certain sounds that they like, and they don't like, like the, um, the ASMR, like whispering uh, like sleep stories and stuff. Those drive me crazy. I don't like to hear that and don't like to hear the sounds that people's mouths make. Um, but yes, I would find the sounds of a cat licking out of uh, licking pumpkin out of a can to actually be pretty relaxing. Oddly enough.
0: (laughs) Oh, I, I mean, now I'm going to find that thing. There is, if you Google ASMR wedding planning, and I'm going to put some of these in today's show notes, which is a blog, today's show blog. Uh, head to thebridechiller.com, you'll see it. Um, this is episode 394. Christ, I should know this. Uh, so, no, it's five, 395. Apologies, everyone. But there are some very funny ASMR wedding planner like acting. You've got to see these, Leah, where uh, people are like, now I'm going to plan your wedding. <laughs> That sounds Um, amazing. (laughs) I'll see if I can, I don't know, I'll see if I can grab some audio and play it in here so people can hear it. Hi, I'm Isabel,
1: your wedding planner. Now I have invited you over here to really make some decisions, okay, because we've had um, contact over email and phone, but... I thought it would be a lot easier and a
0: lot more personal to just come face to face and um, make some decisions. Okay. Well, I feel credit is to be given to the lovely Isabel, who has a YouTube channel that is called Isabel Imagination ASMR, and she has 275,000 subscribers. This gal is popular and I congratulate her. She's found a niche and, gee, I, I'm sure we all would like a niche like that. She's probably loaded. Thanks, Isabel. Back to the show. But it's it's very, it's just like, this is not fucking wedding planning in any way, but it's sort of fun to listen to. However, I don't know how I got into Oh, it's because I was doing this. And if you don't know what ASMR is, it's just people doing this. The, what does it stand for? Should I Google it quickly? Oh, first? I don't know what it stands for. ASMR. Quick, while we're talking, what does it stand for? It stands <laughs> What does ASMR mean? Oh, Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. What? Mm. Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. Okay. There we go. It just makes you feel all relaxed and nice, not necessarily sexual. Erin says, hey, lady, I have an episode request. As I'm now two short months from our wedding, holy balls, she says. I'd love to hear more about being on the home stretch. Like what are the things that are typically typically forgotten or we should be writing into checklists? That's the first thing. Should I hit you with just a couple of points? Because we do have some episodes that are a bit more you know, fuller of this and I will write about them in the show notes. But Leah, what are some things that typically people forget, especially that last week of wedding planning that would be helpful? Oh yeah,
1: I think people may not think about, well, there's like the tangible things that people can forget, but just in sort of prep, I think people may not realize how busy they're going to be that last week. And with family coming in, I highly encourage, if you are able to, to take off that whole week from work. If you can't take off the whole week, I would suggest definitely taking off a few days because you're just going to be running around with lots of little last minute things. And then, like I said, family's going to be in town and they're going to want your time. you're just going to find yourself very stressed. Um I also in terms of things to make sure that you have, I always say the few things that you absolutely have to have a wedding you've got to have your marriage license so make sure you have that um you should have your rings although i suppose technically like if somebody forgot them you can borrow somebody else's for the day of um if you are doing a seating seated dinner then you need like table numbers and escort cards or a seating assignment chart those are two definite things um But other than that, everything is small. And so I always tell my couples that if you're approaching the wedding, if you're like two, three, four weeks out, and something is stressing you out, like I know a major offender is those hotel welcome bags. So if you're a few weeks out from your wedding and you're like, oh, my God, I got to go buy these bags and stuff them and deliver them, put that in the fuck it bucket. like. If it is causing you stress, take it off the table. I mean, technically, honestly, you don't even need your marriage license because if you didn't have it on the day of, you could just go down to City Hall or wherever and te- legally get married later on. Um, so, yeah, you just need to really be able to tell people where to sit. So, um yeah, take everything if you're thinking of doing menus or programs and you're just not – if you just don't have the bandwidth for it, then take it off the table for yourself. Um, If you happen to find yourself further out, I always say take care of these little things further in advance. So that way you're not running around. So like, if you do feel inspired to do super cute, like welcome tote bags for the hotels, do that. There's no reason you can't do that three to four months out so that you don't have to worry about it. Or if you, you know, want stickers for your favors or something like that. Like all of this, honestly, other than seating assignments, because that's, dictated by your rsvp date everything else can be done in advance you can order menus in advance you can order table numbers in advance just overestimate based on how many tables you think that you have um but yeah, and don't underestimate the stress that you'll feel with all of your friends and family getting into town a little bit early and wanting to see you and spend time, which is why I highly suggest making sure that you get a little bit of time off from work in advance of the wedding, if you can,
0: and just also time off from those people, <laughs> just not yes. not heaps, but you know when you book, you, I feel, and I, it's like when I Rich and I go back to Australia, and then it's supposed to be a holiday, it's never a holiday, and um, you want you feel. Like you have a need and an urge and sometimes an obligation to see people and then you end up sort of bookending the day with "We're going to have a breakfast and we're going to have lunch somewhere and we'll go and see someone because they've got a baby and we're going to go to the house and we'll have dinner. And by the end of it, you just feel so strung out and non-relaxed. And I think pre-wedding can sometimes feel like that when people are coming in from all over the place and you've got to greet them and you tend to want to really capitalize on people's attention and, you know, you want to give them lots of love, but also you want to have a bit of downtime as well.
1: For sure. Yeah. You're going to have enough going on that you definitely need to make sure that you have your own, you have some me time before the wedding.
0: Um, Erin also sort of said, how do I stay focused at work when wedding day is looming? I think this is a really good question because I mean, I, I'm i naughty because I do a day job and I can also do a lot of bride chiller stuff in my brain, at least, uh, at the same time. So it is hard, depending on your job, how to not feel like you're doing four things at once.
1: Yeah, I don't know if there's honestly a good answer to that because everybody that know, I know, myself included, we all did so much wedding planning while we were at work. Um, you know, if you're <laughs> just try to be try to have the willpower and you know shut off your personal email or like put your phone away and so that you're not able to access those things or there's um you know, I can't think of the name of the tool off the top of my head, but there's tools you can like little plugins you can yeah. do on your browser that prevents you from getting online. So yeah, obviously, you know, it is not completely normal and common for you to be distracted before your wedding. Um, if you have a super serious job that doesn't allow, that's not meant for multitasking, then yeah, you just kind of have to go cold turkey and find a way to like, remove the personal email access and internet surfing from your ability you're a
0: brain surgeon don't be doing pinterest while you're at the job basically yeah Uh, i i do think it's really i I noticed today um i put a post up about saying you know how how are you dealing with wed stress and some of the feedback was great lots of really good things about exercise and we were talking about how uh, one of my things is doing exercise that requires brain work as well like doing a i don't do zumba but i do like body combat and body combat's it's choreographed, you know, it requires that part of my brain to be working rather than, you know, if I'm out for a run, it's also great, but I can really still be thinking a lot about stuff. So maybe it's finding activities as well outside of, um, of, of, of life that, you know, can actually just make your brain stop a little bit. Um, but yeah, some of the suggestions with wedding stress was, was sort of saying to allocate wedding time and not have it to be, a constant conversation in your household or say at work. even if you're going to skive off and do a bit of wedding planning at work, just set the clock. Like you said, say from 10 to 11, I'm going to dick around and do all of my tasks. And then for the rest of the day, I will do my actual work or, um, you know, after work saying, all right, my partner and I, we're just going to talk for this amount of time. Well, let's just get our stuff done and then we'll watch the office for seven hours like Rich and I do. So, you know, there's got to be, maybe it's just about being a bit more regimented as well with the activities.
1: Agreed. Yeah. That would be my suggestion. Erin
0: finishes saying, lastly, this is a bit just feeding my ego, Leah. Just hold on. Lastly, (laughs) (laughs) thank you for the amazing podcast and your unending positivity she says, word question mark. That's true. Positivity is a word that has taught me above everything else. It's okay to want what I want. And nobody gets to tell me that what is important to me is wrong. I like that. It's okay to want what I want and trust that has transferred to other areas of my life recently as well. Love your good natured sass and love everything you do. Cheers, Erin. Well, Erin... Just have the fucking best wedding day. Enjoy yourself and just let this stress melt off you because you're just going to be there having a good time soon. That's my saying to you, Erin. Good luck. Good luck. Good Good luck, luck, Erin. Good (laughs) luck, Erin. Leah, you're charming and lovely and uh, it's been a delightful time to spend with you answering these questions. Thank you. Yes, (laughs) of course. My pleasure. Where shall we meet next? I wonder...
1: Hopefully Palm Springs for Alt Summit. If any of them are listening, oh
0: please, please so pick Leah us. Well, Leah submitted this great topic. So Alt Summit, just by the end of it, because no one's going to give a shit. Cause they're probably like, this has been decided now, but it's, it's a conference. How do we describe Alt Summit? It's for business, for chicks. I think it's a, a yeah, a conference for business
1: owners, people that are doing, you know, side hustle businesses, bloggers, influencers.
0: Creative people. Of, it's quite. That's the clientele. Creative and fun. And creative people. So it's it's like a five day conference, and we pitched, um, well, you pitched this great topic. What's our topic, Leah? <laughs> Our topic is leveling up in your business. Yeah. So we
1: have pitched a panel with another wedding planner friend of ours to um, talk to small business owners about different ways to grow and expand their businesses and how that looks different and, for um, everybody. We're
0: hoping, we're just waiting uh, to see when the freak they're going to say if we're in or not. So, you know, we will just have to wait and see, basically. <laughs>
1: Yes, everyone send all your good vibes. It should be any day now.
0: (laughs) Send us good vibes because we want to go and stay at the wind farm again. Um, (laughs) It's been great. If you have a question you would like to submit to. (laughs) Lovely. Always lovely. If you've got a question you'd like to submit to Bride Chiller, all you need to do is visit the Bridechiller.com. You can also uh join our very positive and non shit Facebook community called the Bride Chiller community. Leah's there, she hangs out there, you'll see her. And uh, uh get involved, join, connect with other bride chillers. Um Leah, thank you so much. Can't wait to share more information about your book in the new year. You'll be back on the show, which is exciting. Yes. Thank you. Until, until next time. we get in touch with you finally? Plug. Oh,
1: yes, please. My website is colorpopevents.com and on all the social media things I am at colorpop. And you do,
0: you, the colourpop, you know, all of your stuff is gorgeous and colourful and fun and lovely and just go and spend some time on Leah's Instagram because it's always great. We get very excited and positive Thank about you. it. Uh, until next time, lovely friends, happy days! This is the bit where Kara Lee usually says, The Bride Chiller Podcast, telling chair covers to get folks in. Blah, blah, blah. But I can't find that piece of audio at the moment, so you have to deal with me. Thanks so much for listening. Bride Chiller Podcast, blah, 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 blah. Love you all. Subscribe, rate, and review.